Good evening, everyone. This is Coach Matt, and you are listening to Better Health and Body Radio, your source for the latest and greatest information and understanding in the world of health, nutrition, and performance, where we give you a seat at the table next to the best and the brightest minds to arm you with the information you need to optimize yourself. Join us for another exciting, thought-provoking episode of BHB Radio, starting now. What's up, guys? I am here today with human biomechanics specialist, aka functional trainer extraordinaire, Mark Matsumoto. Uh, Today, we are going to talk all things training uh, to kind of round out a lot of those nutrition discussions that we've been doing. And without further ado, here is Mark. Mark, thanks for coming on. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me, dude. How you doing? Uh, Doing great, man. Doing great. Um, Yeah, so I just really wanted to have you on because I think a lot of people on here don't really know where to start when it comes to training. Obviously, you know, you and I have had a lot of these discussions privately for everybody listening. I actually work with Mark. Mark is my trainer. So I have learned a ton from Mark, a lot of what he has taught me um, has really helped round out my whole education on, on the training side um, and helped shaped a lot of what I do in some ways. So um, yeah, I'm excited to, to put you guys onto him. Uh, so, so Mark, I uh, just wanted to ask you like a little bit about your, your background, just so everybody kind of knows like, you know, where you're coming from and uh, how you kind of got into training. Okay. Um, yeah. A, uh, background was I was a union iron worker. And I was uh, amateur fighting around the same time. Uh, started getting into personal training, got my NASM, uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine uh, certificate, and uh, just kind of fell into that. I quit ironworking. Then I started getting into the pro fighting, mixed martial arts. And uh, yeah, basically how I found a functional pattern was uh, I was hurt, dude, all the time, just in pain. It was a lot from just ironworking too, But just the, uh, just the, just the splady, who I love very much. My hip pain just like went away, just, just like that. So that's how I just fell into it, dude. And uh, now I became a practitioner or a human biomechanics specialist now. And, uh, yeah, now I'm just trying to help everybody else out with all their pains and ailments and trying to get their gait cycles better and just make them just super duper functional. Awesome, man. Um, Hey, would you mind repeating that last bit after iron worker? There is a little bit of a lag of mine that I'm not sure if it picked it up or not. Okay. Uh, it was a union iron worker and uh, was an amateur fighter and then became a personal trainer getting my uh, NASM cert, National Academy of Sports Medicine. And uh, yeah, then I got into pro fighting. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> awesome. And then after that, you, you said you were injured all the time and then that's what led you down the path to functional patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Just nonstop injuries, dude. Um, there was nobody out here in uh, Southern California. So Nina happened to be over this way and, uh, she was the first person I had a three day intensive with and um, yeah, mind blowing dude. Just that, that weekend right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody who knows that's, is that Nina Chow? 
Yes, that's Nina Chow. Yeah, Nina Chow. She's awesome. She's a, another functional patterns, uh, human biomechanics specialist, just like Mark. Um, and, and really what they do is they, they essentially help you recode your own movement, right? So biomechanics, the mechanics of biology of the body, they have essentially, and not in just sort of like a general, let's get outside, move and play, functional training kind of way like you might see out there. They have actually reverse engineered a lot of elements of movement to help everyone sort of at their own athletic level start to level up. And that might mean getting someone to walk again. Um, it can also extrapolate that, be extrapolated, excuse me, all the way to an athlete too. And, and there's a lot of a lot of people in between there. So um, now on that note, like who do you tend to work with the most? Like what do you, and what do you, what kind of problems do you help people solve with this kind of functional training? Man, dude, I'm on like a wide spectrum of people. I work with people that, uh, that have just been in so much pain. Like they went to physical therapists, they, uh, done the rehab route. Um, just, they kind of got stuck. And so then they come see me and like fix them up. One dude was in a, in a cane after, uh, accident and uh now he's off that cane it took him forever to get off that cane uh doing the regular therapy and now he's walking normal he's living the good life and then i got athletes too as well got a, a ufc fighter i got a prospect that's gonna turn pro pretty soon and uh in the boxing world and yeah so i'm just from one end to the other end right there yeah yeah i'm the same way um it, it's really it's like you kind of get a different uh, level of like satisfaction and fun kind of helping someone sort of regain some element of their freedom back in life all the way to kind of helping like uh you know working on a ferrari right you know helping the athlete right, yeah. as well it's like you, yes. you get to you get to really change a life when you you know you fix someone's only way to work like i used beaten up 81 honda and then it's also a different kind of fun when you get to work on a ferrari and then take that ferrari out on the track and then really open it up and see what it can do, you know? Yeah. We're willing to help people out and not just uh, put ourselves in like that certain lane. We really are in this to help people out more so than anything. And that, like you're saying, the athletes, like just even make them like 10 times better than what they were. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I've done some of the, you know, I have a functional pattern certification myself. It's the one before, the one that Mark has. And that's kind of how I got indoctrinated. So I've been doing a lot of this with pro basketball players, UFC fighters, all the way to student athletes and everyday people who are overweight, have pain in the body. And, and, and it's at every level, it's helping people level up. So on that note, too, you guys actually take some different routes than what most people might expect right you guys are very like anti-stretching which i think might come as a surprise to a lot of our listeners who are probably just everyday people yeah yeah very against uh, stretching um i think they're actually coming up with like more studies saying that it's actually harmful to you um try to tell people it's just trying to isolate like a certain area when you stretch it but uh the slings inside your body it's uh they go all over the place so you got to actually stretch one end from the other end if you really want to stretch. Um, so, yeah, I tell people too, um, no offense to, to yogis, but it's like very flexible, but uh, wet needle-like, and uh, they have no, uh, what we call a tensegrity in their bodies, and you need that if you want to keep uh, 
just making it through life. You can't just be flexible. You got to be strong and flexible. Right. And uh, do you mind elaborating for people who are listening, like what you mean when you say tensegrity? Like what, what people need in the body with tensegrity, what that kind of is? It's a, it's a tension inside your body. It's uh, like if you pull a, a rubber band from one end to another, and like uh, that's how the slings inside your body should be. They should be able to load up and then just snap, or what we call sling. Uh, instead of them just being like you grab a rubber band and you just let it just kind of just wiggle around and there's no no tension in it whatsoever right right so it's that kind of requisite like length tension balance and most people kind of are on one side they're either fully or part of their bodies are kind of like noodles and that might be more the yogi i stretch a lot sort of crowd it may be the endurance athlete and then on the other side of that um is going to be more of like that ultra stiff, probably weightlifter crowd and or like everyday person that kind of um, maybe has some tension, but it's not connected in the right way that supports your movement. It's sort of like a car that doesn't have a good suspension. Is that right? Right. Yeah. That's uh, spot on right there, dude. Yeah. So I think that might surprise most people at home that you guys are, you know, not doing like conventional stretching at least. Um, would you mind um, kind of giving a 30,000 foot overview on, on like what, what it is you guys do, what, what that kind of, what goes into it when you sort of look at uh, a new client? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot, but for most of us, we start off with uh, before pictures. Uh, we can see, you know, uh, just how the body's kind of just lined up, um, just the imbalances that it has, just the conversations right off the bat, uh, you know, shoulder drops, uh, just knee uh, valgus, um, hip hikes, all that stuff. And then we go usually to a uh, gait cycle. So we don't get to analysis right off the bat, but we have it. So you can see when you're running, that's the idea of functional patterns is the gait cycle. When you're running, uh, what your body's doing, what, where is it not connected to, uh, what's, what's not getting that certain rotation to get you to where you need to get to, to get that, that full blown, I'm feeling good and I'm, I'm running and I'm sprinting and I don't have any pains. That's usually our, uh, our initial, Everybody, though, is different, so we all do different corrective exercises uh, that just fit to everybody's needs in their own sequence. Right, right. Yeah, you guys really do customize everything. And you, I, I'm going to post some when, we, when I upload this, but you guys have some insane posture transformation pictures and movement transformation pictures, right? Is that right? You guys have seen yeah. some pretty insane gains? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, just before I got into functional patterns, I used to like just jock their movements. But once I actually dug in deep of that hole right there, I was like, wow, these guys actually like fix people. And uh, yeah, it's some of the stuff you look at, you're like, there's no way. But yeah, it's it happens over and over and over again. Yeah, like scoliosis and kyphosis and forward neck and forward shoulder. I think a lot of the things people um, – knee pain like stuff people that are listening probably have to deal with but you guys have actually fixed a lot of those things where it was sort of conventionally held that you maybe could improve them but there was kind of a glass ceiling on that right right yeah and it's avoided so many people from getting uh, surgeries uh which uh is just all crazy in itself all that money spent all that time you got to sit around and like do nothing just to heal and then you know a lot of people that did have surgery they go man i wish i never got that surgery yeah, <laughs> I feel totally. so much be be better now than when I had the surgery totally totally um, I think one other thing too just to kind of like highlight the difference between 
what most people listening might be aware of and what you guys do would be, I think that would be helpful. Um, like, what do you think most people are doing if they're doing like a regular workout routine? Like, how is that harming them compared to what you guys do? Where you're sort of unifying the body to move as one unit. Yeah, I think most people's workouts is, uh, you know, just that sagittal plane, just up and down type movements. Um, like we said, we both work with athletes, and uh, we know that's not how athletes move. Um, and we're trying to get everybody to almost be like an athlete, uh, even if you're just the average just house monk or uh, just a person that just retired. Like, you want them to still be able to move like that. And uh, so our, our movements are – dynamically stretching but we're building muscle at the same time right right i mean if in some ways like correct me if i'm wrong sort of like when i look at what if i had to put what you guys do on the back of a dvd box it's almost like regular training would fragment the body and, and people are disconnected and not moving how we're meant to move they're kind of just going straight up and down um they're isolating one muscle group or or kind of forcing them to adapt to a load itself, like a back squat or something like that. Whereas what you guys do is essentially training the human body to move, whether it's body weight, bands, with load, whatever, how it was naturally meant to move. And that's why you guys get such good results with not having pain in the body, um, having helping people move fluidly even as they age, things like that, right? Right, yeah. Um, just like you said, dude, it's that connection inside your body so you don't have that disconnection when you're – moving stuff around and uh yeah it's it's really cool man and uh everybody always thinks like well how am i supposed to get muscle off of that and like you look at people's uh just posture changes and like they look so much better even if they had muscle on them like now it looks like they're like five times as big and they look like one of those like those big old bodybuilder type guys that are just like yoked out but they can move just as well as like a yoga person oh yeah yeah, it's wild. I mean, some of the stuff I mean, in my own body too, some of the stuff I've seen, it's crazy. Like I, I've been able to stay aesthetically or, or looks wise, like in shape. And then at the same time, I'm, I'm moving better than I ever have before for, you know, sprinting, running, pick up basketball in the gym, whatever. Yeah, dude, it's, it's wild, dude. Like, uh, I think I've got one thing taller I too. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude. Like you get taller. Uh, one of my fighters, he had like a, a longer reach the last time he went to fight. Uh, yeah, it's, it's wild, dude. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's rad. Um, let's see here. So wanted to go into a little bit of a kind of a segment here. What, what do you think is the biggest misconception when it comes to how people view exercise? Ah, man, let's see. I, I think the, like, it's got to be, like, just a hard, crazy workout. Like, people, I feel like it's, like, I have to be in so much pain. I have to be dripping in sweat for me to have, like, a good workout. A lot of people don't value, like, that uh, that slow process stuff or, like, uh, they don't – I don't think they, they feel they, they should be feeling good after they're done working out. So, I feel like that's the biggest, like, misconception people have with, like, working out. Right. Right. There's, they're almost kind of measuring it by – no pain, no gain, how much they're sweating, how much they exerted in like a conventional sense. And, and, and they kind of doing like an up-tempo circuited workout might make you feel like you were productive. And, you know, it probably beats it like it laps being on the couch, but it isn't necessarily making you a more functional, stronger, healthier human being in the long run, right? 
right? Yeah, you shouldn't be after a workout like, man, I can't move from this couch or I can't even get up out out of my car. This hurts so bad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And, dude, I cannot tell you how many times that I used to like when I was into powerlifting for a while. I would would have workouts like that and feel really good. Like, yeah, man, I'm strong. And then it was like getting off the couch was a struggle because I would have, like, knee pain or uh, you want to go handle that? No, I'm good. We're good. Yeah, we're all right. (laughs) Uh, Knee pain or back pain or something like that. You know, it was like I – I was getting powerlifting and weight room strong, but I was not getting actual like moving better as a human strong. And so I was like starting to like, I looked down the road and I saw my future and I'm like, man, you're going to have a hunched back. One side of your body is going to be overdeveloped from, you know, compensating and the other one's going to be underdeveloped and you're going to be one of those old dudes who needs a cane. And I mean, I still do some conventional stuff, you know, I'm not saying that like you can't do any of it necessarily, but when I made much more of an emphasis on the corrective stuff and training the way my body was naturally meant to move, it was so such a rewarding experience, you know, and I literally feel the difference. I mean, I, uh, for everyone listening, like I have no pain at all in my body. Now, if I have a little stiffness in my low back or a a trap or something that lights up, it is definitely the exception and, and, and really only happens once in a blue moon. Yeah, and it's 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 nice to just even like feel like that, like just like you said, just people out there have a misconception uh, of just just workouts and like, uh, yeah, it, it it amazes me like people are like, oh well, I felt my lower back working, like that must be my lower back's weak or something like that, and it's like no, you shouldn't be feeling like that at all. <laughs> yeah, totally, dude, totally. Um, all right, so the next the next segment that we normally do on here is MythBusters. So if you had three things, three myths that most people held about regular training or what you do in functional training that are not true at all. Um, what would you say to that? What, what would those be? Mythbusters. So I think one of them is going to be the, the not building muscle. Uh, you uh, can't build muscle with functional training? Yeah, that's a lot of people uh, just assume right off the bat that you cannot build any muscle uh, whatsoever. But yeah, like I said, the posture pictures, even got some athletes that just like you can just see the muscle gains on those guys. Like they actually gain more muscle and uh, they actually look bigger and going up in weight classes off of just doing strictly uh, this uh, training. Oh, wow. Uh, so oh, second. Oh, so go ahead. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so you, you can basically everybody should know you can have show muscles and go muscles. You don't need to pick yeah. one or the other. Right, yeah. And look good yeah. and feel good and perform good. Yeah, you don't have to be like that guy that's on the movie screen that looks really big and buff, but he don't know how to fight. <laughs> yeah, or he can't, you know, go on a jog without hurting his knees. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, I interrupted you, your second myth. Uh, second myth, let's see, let's see the second one. Uh, yeah, I think uh, a second one is that people don't think that it's uh, – it's calibrated to a uh, high level athlete type training too, as well. Um, a lot of people think it's like, Oh yeah, it's good to rehab people, fix people up, but then they got to go back to, uh, you know, doing what they're doing before because they need that high level athlete type training. Um, I know you, you felt that before. Sometimes you do these exercises and you feel like you're about to have a heart attack. It's like you're sprinting when you're doing these workouts. Um, I think that's, that's another misconception that might be with that right there. Yeah, I think that's true too. Is like there's 
like most people are thinking of training as like wham, bam, beat them up sort of stuff. And it really like, it should be about correcting the body. It's, it's kind of like bridging the gap between rehab and fitness or slash performance if you're an athlete at the same time. Um, so yeah. I definitely feel that. And I've noticed in my own clients, whether it's an everyday person or an athlete, um, someone said one time, your, your training or excuse me, your rehab program should look a lot like a training program. And your training program yeah. should look a lot like a rehab program in some ways. And it really made sense. It's like the body doesn't work in silos. So you, you probably shouldn't have movements in there. Like, let's say a back squat that's going to cripple, potentially cripple um, for a lot of people the way that you move. So yeah, I, I really yeah. feel that. And I think that, uh, I think like you said, it's, it, it's not just corrective exercise. And then, oh, let's get back to the squats and deadlifts. It's no, we kind of need to, most training should look more at like bridging the gap. And you always need to have some correctives intermixed in there. And, and the more that your training is functional, I think the less that you'll, you'll get injured, number one, and, and the less you'll need to spend as much time on the corrective exercises. Right. Yeah. Mobility for, for those of you who are listening. Yeah. All of that stuff. And then the third one, dude, I, I don't really know. It's hard for me to uh, uh, ask people, but um, maybe that they think that we're all vegans. I feel like that's another <laughs> one. <laughs> so there's a myth buster for you. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I mean, uh, Naudi, the, the creator of functional patterns, Naudi Aguilar, he, he talks about that quite a bit is like, he really wants people to know this isn't some like hippie, let's go climb trees and you know, just be outside on like slack lines, walking between trees out, outdoors. It's, it, yeah. it really is a system. It's a biomechanical system. It's legit. It is science-based. Uh, it is research-based. Um, and there's, it's almost like a code, you know, he's, I think he uses the term, like, you know, we've, we're still working on, but we feel like we have the best answer out there so far on how to codify movement. And, right. Yeah. Um, you know, in many ways I would, I would agree with that. I think that's the best way to put it is that, it, you know, it's not a hippie to be thing. It's just like how we're meant to move. And, and I mean, you, we don't get me wrong, like hippies welcome, uh, uh, but everybody else is welcome too, you know? Right. Yeah. Every, everybody's welcome. But yeah, it's like you said, dude, uh, yeah, people will think it's like, yeah, it's just like some hippie stuff. Like, just you're going to go sit me down. You're going to, like, massage me out a little bit, do some breathing stuff. And it's like, nah, nope. <laughs> oh, yeah. None of that. And there, I think also it's important to remember that there's a lot of – there's actually a lot of movements that you guys do in person that don't get posted online that are vital parts of the system. And I think that those have been some of the most impactful – things um just to help kind of recode my own movement and then you know my my clients movement too yeah dude it's the secret sauce right there dude but yeah it's, it's there would be days when uh i would train with nina and uh i had a camp set up for one of my fights and there'd be days dude, where i'd rather go spar get punched in the face than to go do uh just some of those corrective exercises and have her just destroy me and i'm sweating while i'm just kind of standing there i'm not even like i'm shaking i'm sweating and yeah, yeah. Yeah, doing this like asymmetric hold type thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just like I'd, I'd rather go get punched in the face right now than go do some some of that training. But like you said, right when you're done with it, it's like the most beneficial thing you could ever did. But people yeah. look at it like, oh, it's gonna be like a passive type thing. It's like, nah, this is far from passive, and it just it wrecks you in the most beneficial way possible. Yeah, and for everybody listening, like he's. It's not intense, like, like in the sense that you should avoid it. Like everything is catered and scaled to your own level. So 
it'll be a challenge for you, but it's not, you're not going to be, you know, to use an analogy, it's not like you're going to be going in and quote unquote deadlifting the whole gym on your first day. You're not going to be, you know, <laughs> everything will, will feel good and, and be, be appropriately catered to whatever starting point that you're at. And, and that way you can adapt to uh, take yourself where you want to go. So, and those uh, shakes, the shakes are good though, right? Remember the shakes are good. They're not like seizure type shakes. The shakes are good. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like nervous system. You know, I'm finding, I'm connecting with new muscles I've never felt before kind of shakes. Uh, let's see here. And then, so another thing too, I, I, just to give people at home, I want to be respectful of your time. I want to give people just a couple like quick takeaways that they can maybe consider or, and or things they can start, you know, implementing, like what are, what are three things? And it can be totally nutrition related as well, or training that you feel uh, our listeners can can just sort of take home with them. It could be a bit of advice. It could be something to do, um, something to consider, anything like that. So, just uh, Yeah, I think just the listening to your body is always a good one. Uh, I know we live in this world where it's like a nonstop grind, especially if you live here in like California, or maybe even like in the higher end states too as well. But uh, you guys want to sleep, like you should sleep, rest. Uh, the sun is good for you guys. Um, eating whole foods as possible is always good uh not just staying away from those processed type food and then uh fitness wise yeah just not going all crazy not going all uh all ham on everything and uh just expecting this like oh i gotta be in so much pain for me to have such a good workout and uh yeah just listen to your body i think is like one of the big big things that i would say to everybody out there yeah actually i think that was like four or five things that's awesome yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, you guys are kind of about almost more natural living on the whole, right? Like whether it's eating more real actual foods and less processed foods, unless it's processed by design, right? Like, um, you know, like, like I've given you some of the uh, grass-fed whey, for example, or, or the exogenous right. ketones, like stuff like that's a little different than like a, you know, bag of Doritos. And then yes, exactly. listen to your body too. I think we've lost a lot of that body intuition because we tend to spend most of our day from the neck up right we're always left brain linear computers and phones have made us a little too much that way and in this busyness culture we never really take the time to just sit and be and actually integrate our emotions and when you start to to do that um not only do you feel better but you also start to get more in tune of oh wait a minute i think i need to eat more today because i exerted myself or oh wait i need to push today's training session off to tomorrow because i need more rest and and you can really, when you get in tune with your body like that, and, and it's hard to describe unless you've felt it, that's, that's when you kind of know you've sort of like, I have arrived. Yes. And you almost get yeah. instant feedback when you put stuff in your body too, um, good and bad with food. And so that can kind of help guide you in some ways as well. I feel like a lot of society is so far removed from that and kind of dissociated head to body. Um, they don't really know that, you know, they're also dealing with sort of a lot of total body chronic inflammation, things like that, that really decrease your, this kind of healthy sensitivity and, and intuition. Yeah, dude, for sure. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy how many, uh, ways people mask, you know, their pain, whether it's through food or, uh, like you said, just being on the phone all the time or, uh, just whatever it may be, but yeah, it's just, they're trying to avoid listening to their body most of the time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's too bad, man. I, I hope everybody can, you know, get away from all that one day and just kind of, yeah, just reset themselves. 
Yeah, I feel you. It's it's like you you kind of want to get a, almost not not get away from thinking <laughs> totally, but get away from some thinking and mental sides of things, and then kind of just tune into feeling and doing what feels right, what feels good, and getting more right brained as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, th I think that's that's pretty important. You can kind of solve a lot of health issues when when you do that. And to you know to your point about always being busy as well. Have you ever read that book, The Polyvagal Theory? No, I haven't. So it's basically like there's certain elements of our, our brain and nervous system where, whether because of stress, um, emotional trauma, being busy all the time, our, we can kind of like put our nervous system in, in, in switch gears. So it's like in drive all the time. And then it actually starts to have trouble idling. Like you can't put it in park or neutral anymore because it's sort of when you do that, your, your eyes start to dart, dart around. You'll your body will just be fidgety. You'll want to be doing something, whether it's being on your phone, um, watching TV, having to listen to music, text, call, whatever. It's 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 hard to just sit still and be. So I think that's sort of like a, a lost art of, of being being an intentional slacker. Kind of is sort of like a lost art. I think it can actually improve the way you feel, your life, your you know your health, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's for sure, dude. Yeah, I can notice that. I'm sure you notice that too with some of your clients. Like they come into the gym and automatically they're just fidgeting and kind of stretching, but they're only stretching because they have that uh, form of anxiety. And uh, yeah, just trying to get them away from from that that type of feeling right there is huge. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, Mark. Thank thank you so much for coming on. Um, if people want to learn more from you, uh, work with you, or someone in functional patterns. Where can they go for that? Um, I would uh, recommend right now uh, the www.functionalpatterns.com. Um, that can probably give you a whole list of uh, where the practitioners, uh, human biomechanics specialists are at. Um, and then for me, I keep it new age. You can find me at uh, FP underscore Matsumoto on uh, Instagram right there. Um, but yeah, I highly re recommend uh, everybody out there listening to uh, find yourself a practitioner for yourself. Awesome. And I'll put that in the, the show notes, how to spell your name and everything like that. So um, I think that's it. Maybe we could get you back on the show again to do a little bit more of a more specific, deeper dive on some of the things too, and catch up with you, see what new protocols and downloads, insights and revelations you've had. Yeah, yeah dude. I'm, I'm for sure down, dude. Always good to, always good talking to you, dude. I always appreciate these, uh, these talks we get. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, anyways, Mark, thanks for coming on. And uh, everybody listening, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this episode has been packed with a ton of useful training information. I know I learned a couple new things uh, and I'm looking forward to having Mark on in the future. So be sure to check out the show notes. You can really see some examples of what it's like to train this way. And I think that will start to have some uh, aha moments for you and light the fuse. Yes. So, all right. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, I will talk to you soon. Hi, brother. I'll talk to you later, man. All right. All right, guys, this has been another episode of BHB Radio. That is Better Health and Body Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Mark was an awesome guest, an awesome conversation, and I can't wait to have him again. Uh, be sure to check out the show notes once again, guys, and I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you for inviting me into your home. Be well and be easy. 